Hey, my name's Esteban Gast. I am your host, and every week we sit down with a different comedian co-host. We talk about headlines. We do some deep dives. We talk about how all of us can conquer climate change. This show in particular, we're talking about electric vehicles. We're calling them EVs. Call them EVs in your life. Impress young people. You're young. We're young. Everyone is young. We're cool. Speaking of cool, today we've got a special guest comedian, Jared Kasselbaum. He's worked with some incredible comedians. He runs an amazing show in LA, and he's also just a nice guy in Hollywood. Can you believe it? This is Comedians Conquering Climate Change, a project of the nonprofit Generation 180. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today, Jared Kasselbaum. Jared, you and I know each other a, a little bit, but tell the humans listening our loyal listeners, a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I'm a comedian. I originally came from Indiana. I moved to LA like four years ago, and now I'm just in a spot uh, trying to write some jokes, tell them all across the country. Uh, I got married a few months ago. So yeah, just living my best life, man. Whoop, whoop. Is this true? You met someone and married during all during COVID? We met like literally at the beginning. So, but yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think if you say we met and got married during COVID, people assume that means like six months because in everybody's mind, the COVID still only happened six months ago. This is so true. And then I'm like, no, that was two years ago. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense now. <laughs> that's actually, it's yeah. a little bit more of a reasonable timeline. It is crazy to think that as a comedian, because of that, she hadn't seen me perform for really like the first 12 months of our even just dating relationship because there were no shows, right? And that's a big part of my life. So when shows started opening back up, like about 12 months in, pretty much, you know, right around when the vaccines came back out, I started doing some more road work again. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, you actually are funny. Jared, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy that we get to talk about climate change and make silly jokes, hopefully to impress your wife. Jared, you're going to love this headline. It takes place in Indiana, the country's biggest solar farm is coming to Indiana. In Indiana, I don't know if you know this, it's one of the coal-friendliest states. Hmm. And the government made a flip on that? I gotta talk to my dad, you know, see if he's a, 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 in the know on this. Is your dad, does he have a position of power to make solar farms happen? No, but he he is, <sighs> you know, involved in local government. Ooh, is he the mayor? No, he's not the mayor of Indianapolis, the 17th largest city in the United States. Do you know a lot of Indiana fun facts like that? Because that's a very fun Indiana I actually fact. do. My favorite Indiana fun fact, if you'll let me for a second, is our airport. Please, please, please. The Indianapolis International Airport was the first airport built, first major airport built post 9-11. They were able to make the airport with the new 9-11 regulations in mind. And so if you've ever flown in or out of Indianapolis International Airport, it is by far the smoothest you will ever have to go through any airport. That's incredible. Uh, and if you are flying out of that airport, use code Jared at the checkout for 20% <laughs> yeah. off your flight. All right. So let me tell you about the solar project. It's called Mammoth Solar, uh, which I love the name. It's 13,000 acres. It spreads across two counties and 60 landowners are involved. First off, it's going to generate enough electricity to power nearly a quarter of a million homes, which is a lot of homes, 250,000 homes that's a lot of homes i can't believe 60 people own 250,000 homes <laughs> no i think you i think you maybe heard that right uh <laughs> but we don't have the time to to correct it so we're just gonna go indianan indianians indianians indian it's actually pronounced hoosiers indianan. is that real 
That is actually the name of if you if you're from uh, the state of Indiana. Yeah. This is you guys just gave up on making Indianans. And if you ask me what a Hoosier is, I have no idea. That's where your fun fact ends. You know everything about Indiana except what Hoosier means. My high school physics teacher went to the high school where they shot the movie Hoosiers. <laughs> All right, he's back with the fun facts, everyone. We can keep going. <laughs> Here's the thing: Indiana has this relationship where they love coal. Indiana has the largest inland coal refinery in the country. It ranks top ten states for carbon emissions. That's both overall emissions and per capita. That's like individual people. That's terrifying. Um, solar is less than two percent of Indiana's electricity generation. I kind of like it, right? We were talking about Hoosiers. Indiana loves an underdog. My physics teacher in high school loved Wait, that. no, now you're repeating facts. Wait a second. Well, I'm just saying that's where the that's where the underdog story happened was his high school. So, How often did he bring that up in class, do you think? At, at least once a semester, if not more. Oh, okay. That feels like the appropriate amount. That's great. Do you have any ex- experience do you, like with solar power? Do you know anything? Have you seen solar panels? What What's your relationship to the sun? My relationship to solar power is I personally love vitamin D when I go on walks. So that's like my form of solar power as a person from my understanding yeah, of how point. the science works. Um, <laughs> my, I think I... You'd know more, but your science teacher just kept talking about Hoosiers the whole time. Right. I didn't... I, I bombed just... the AP test at the end of the year and I just kept writing in, my teacher went to school where they filmed Hoosiers. <laughs> is that not the answer? U.S. greenhouse gas emissions bounced back sharply in 2021. So emissions rose 6% last year after a record 10% decline in 2020. Obviously, uh, 2020, people weren't driving. The beautiful things were happening. Um, and this past year, they shot back up at 6%. People were sort of excited. Like, you know, when COVID started, we're like, what if this is the new normal? And, like, dolphins were back at every river. Right. The dolphins were swimming up the Mississippi. I couldn't believe it. It was beautiful. And you're like, this is what it would look like. But last year, uh, even with COVID still active, people were just driving a lot more. I think they should sell it as, do you want dolphins in every river? Don't drive your car as much. And I feel like some rich billionaires would hear that. And take that as a challenge and start going into the ocean and grabbing dolphins and putting them into <laughs> rivers anyway. Just getting one of those like big claws from the arcade room. And I'm going in to the ocean and I'm grabbing a dolphin. Yeah. I have every time I go past those claw machines, there is uh, someone that looks like a billionaire, like an older billionaire man, just being like, Haha, I'm practicing for the dolphins. That's actually the main reason why Indiana, you know carbon emissions are so bad is because of those games just constantly being used yeah <laughs> yeah it's gas powered claw games which just plug those in right just electricity like is a little bit cleaner so yeah so so basically emissions are higher in 2021 uh, it's a little bit sad it's it's also not too terribly surprising i think during 2020 people were like pretty cooped up right they're ready to like fly drive businesses were like ready to to spend a lot of power so it's sad but not surprising like like when you found out louis ck did really inappropriate things in front of women you were like oh that's sad and also like you know we sort of saw this coming right based on his content we were all hoping (laughs) that it was purely a joke when he talked about doing that yeah and you know in the effort to also clear the air uh we don't think you should have dolphins in waterways um most of what we've said on this that's a good is point. a joke that's a good point we yeah. have to clarify now because we seem to have a lot of knowledge on these gas-powered claws <laughs> and and, yeah, worse. Gas-powered. and just to make a clear statement from generation 180 
we are against gas-powered claw machines. Yeah. And I just want I just want to make sure people know when the Young Turks come for us, we need to make sure <laughs> that that that's that's the what's on the press release. In polarizing times, it is important to take a stand, and we we could say this comfortably on behalf of Generation 180, uh, on behalf of Jared, the comedian enterprise, and the whole ecosystem of Esteban Gast. We stand against gas-powered claw machines. It's a big problem, and I'm tired of not talking about it. Yeah, we're brave enough to do it. Uh huh. You're brave enough to listen. And that counts for something, dear listener. Here's, here's some other headlines. 2021 was the Earth's fifth hottest year. Jared, I first read that, and I said, hey, not so bad. Not so bad. You know, we're not number one. Uh, and then you zoom out a little bit, and the last seven years were the seven hottest years on record. Huh. So, But that's also only the time where Paul Rudd has looked the way he's looked. <laughs> and I think that it yeah. makes sense when you think about it that way. That's Well, I think Paul Rudd, though, has been handsome and looked the same for like 20 plus years. But there's a, there is a maturity to his chin at this point. That like mm. he had a bit more of a baby face. I mean, maybe I'm going out on a limb here and just saying that the last seven years have been the hottest Paul Rudd years. So it doesn't make me too surprised that these are also the hottest sun years. Uh, here's good news, though, to the fact that the Earth is getting hotter alongside Paul Rudd. Causation, correlation, we may never know. It's that the fastest, some of the fastest selling cars right now in the United States are EVs. We're talking the Nissan Leaf. We're talking the Tesla Model 3, the BMW i3 are some of the quickest used cars to sell overall in 2021. Um, and I actually have a used EV. I bought it used. It's a 2016 and I bought it used. This is real life. This is not some abstract notion of a used EV. We have somebody yeah. on air right now with a used EV. Yeah, and we have someone on air who knows someone who know was at the high school that Hoosiers was was filmed. So both of us equally <laughs> relevant. And it's amazing. A, a lot of people, they buy new EVs and they know there's a lot of really big rebates. Like you can get up to like $7,000, $8,000, $10,000 back, right, in a, in a tax rebate. But California also gives you rebates for used EVs, $1,500. Pennsylvania gives you $750. Oregon gives you up to $5,000 for used EVs. So, Jared, we started with hope, we got a little doom, we got a tiny bit gloom, and we end with hope. That's a hope sandwich, baby. Take a bite out of that. Nom, nom, nom. nom. It's a little hope sandwich. That's that's better than rye. It's dry. It's always dry. It's dry rye. I mean, you know? You ever had moist rye, Esteban? You haven't. No. I can, I can confidently say I haven't. I'm a sourdough man. Are you a sourdough man? Before we go to the next segment, let's have a conversation that everyone will love. 100%. Uh, I'm a sourdough bread. There's a great bakery down the street that has great sourdough. So I do actually go down and buy sourdough from a local bakery in LA every now and then. All right. Day. Okay. What you're trying to... We get it, Jared. You're a young, hip millennial. I'm a yuppie. You're paying $15 for your avocado toast. You ever put avocado on toast? It's tasty. I know. I know. And it's not $40,000. That's not the reason why I'm not owning a home. I've, well, the reason I was about to um, close on a house and then I ate an avocado toast instead. Okay, Jared, uh, we finished talking about electric vehicles. Uh, a little bit of good news. Electric vehicles are making a splash. Here's what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to share with you 
some really fun facts about electric vehicles. Uh, I'm going to make you guess some numbers. Hopefully the listeners learn something, which is good. Here we go, baby. Feeling confident. Here we go. Feeling confident in the things we're about to do. Okay. Um, how many different electric vehicle models do you believe in the United States exist right now? Uh, I think right now I'd wager somewhere in the 30 to 40 range. Well, now this is... Now, this is embarrassing. Right now, there are 20 different EV models um, with a range greater than 200 miles. A bunch are coming out soon. So, I bet 30 to right. 40. Subaru just announced theirs, yeah, right? Yeah. Pretty psyched about that. Like a, a full EV. Totally. There's there's also like, have you seen the electric Hummer? There's like all these all these um, car companies are pulling out classic cars and new cars. Well, that was the number I was going with, you know? Yeah. You're, you live in the future. You're forward thinking. Yeah. I'm always innovative. I'm always thinking forward. Now, this next question is about charging stations. Um, so in charging, in 2014, there were 7,000 charging stations in the U.S. How many do you believe now? 2020, if if a mere six years ago, right? Or sorry, this is in 2020, so not now now. So the numbers may not be fully. Oh, I was about to say, are you still living in 2020? Because it's 2022, Well, that's man. when I went around and counted every individual charging station. No wonder it took this long to do the interview. <laughs> Yeah, we've been. I've been waiting to do this for a while. Um, how many charging stations do you believe in 2020 there were? If in 2014 there were 7,000? I would say 100,000. Jared, you are so optimistic that it, <laughs> it embarrasses I'm me. I'm ruining the game because you're like, no, we're not even remotely that close as a society. <gasps> no, I. You, you look at society and you look at where it should be. Uh, I'm telling you where it currently is. Yeah, I'm an idealist. Yeah, you are. Everyone listening, let's close the gap. Let's make Jared not wrong. Um, here's the good news. Right now, there's 25,000 charging stations, which is triple the number in 2014 and expected to continue and continue. We're living for the now, not for where we are. How many <laughs> EVs do you believe there are globally? So current EVs in the world that are currently being... That are on the road? Yeah, currently being used. In the world? Currently on the road. Yeah, right now, people driving behind them. Right. And there's 7 billion people on the world. Yeah. So I'd say probably 6 billion EVs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to go with, um, uh, man, worldwide, I'm going to go with, what, 50 million? That's now very conservative. Uh, oh, Jared. Is that still too high? There's 10 million. <laughs> I even toned it Listen, down. You, you have, I think you've lived in California too long. There's something really cool. Uh, behavioral scientists have pointed to this, that if you sign a pledge, um, you're like a part of a community. You feel like you're upholding something, right? So Generation 180 has actually made this pledge. You can go to gen180.org slash pledge um, and pledge to make your next car electric. It is also has a bunch of resources. It also there's places where you can like look at comparisons for it. You can see the numbers on it. You can find out rebates in your area. But there is something really beautiful. If you're listening to this and you're like, all right, I'm sort of interested or you're in Jared's position where you're like, I, too, got married during COVID. I've got a Pontiac vibe. I've got big dreams. Uh, and you're like, what can I do? How can I sort of engage? Is there something I can do now without buying a car? You can go to gen180.org slash pledge. Man, that was so tailored for listeners like me. If you're like Jared, if you're six foot five and you're of Germanic descent from the Midwest, 
Let me tell you what you can do right now. And if you're not, honestly, I don't know what you could do. Uh, just kidding. This is for everyone. You should also do it. I'm six foot two and Colombian. And I have signed the pledge before, but I'll sign it again. So you're telling me this pledge can work for six foot two Colombians and six foot five Germans? <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's called inclusivity. Uh, <laughs> and we got it here as long as you're over six foot and an quote emerging comedian. Um, yes, that's the term I call myself. Uh, I've been emerging for way too long. Um, <laughs> that's it. This has been the podcast from two very emerging comedians. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, after this podcast, I, I'm worried I'll be less emerging <laughs> um, based on people yeah. being like, you, you're you driving a 2007 Pontiac vibe. I'm not going to pay for you to come do my gig. That car's going to break down on the way. This, Yeah, this could ruin everything or it could help conquer climate change, Jared. We're not sure which. Um, honestly, it could go either way. But this has been Comedians Conquering Climate Change, a project of Generation 180. The world is a stage and we're just trying to save it. Generation 180, we gave them a lot of shout outs this episode. They're this clean energy nonprofit. They're inspiring and equipping people to take action on clean energy. You can find out more at generation180.org. You can sign that pledge at generation180.org slash pledge. This podcast is produced and edited by Matt Turner. A special thank you to Jared Kassebaum. He's absolutely wonderful. Jared, where can people find you at? What can they do? I sign up for your uh, newsletter, which I dig, and tells you about shows and travels. Yeah, I'm on pretty much all the social media. Almost all of them are at Kassebaum, which is a pun on my last name. That'd be K-A-S-S-T-H-E-B-O-M-B, or you can search my name. I'd be on TikTok, on Instagram, uh, on Twitter, and then I do have that newsletter, and I also have a Patreon for extra content. Ooh, I love it. Um, you should definitely plug in with Jared and all his doing. Plug in the way that he will soon plug in. Hmm. And that's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Esteban Gast. We will see you next episode. Keep it cool. Thank you, Esteban. <laughs>